Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Ooh, I'm, I'm sounding kind of sissy. I'll try not to hiss at you anymore. We are a spiritual and spirited community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in everyone. And so in the spirit of that heritage, I ask that you turn to the people to your right and left and welcome them here. And if you're watching on the live stream, if you have comments, greet one another in the comments. Please join me in our words for lighting the chalice. This is, this the, is flame the flame we hold, we hold in, in our hearts, hearts as, we, as strive we strive for justice, for justice for everyone. everyone. This, this is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This, this is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship today is from our transcendentalist forebearer, Ralph Waldo Emerson. To laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a little better, whether a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is the meaning of success. This congregation wrote its own mission statement, and we wrote it on the wall, and we say it together every Sunday. If you will say it with me, that would be wonderful. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. For our moment for beloved community, I wanted to read you this. Um about a package left on a doorstep. This package has been sitting outside my house for days now. Why? Because we're black? And yes, I'll explain. UPS mistakenly delivered this package to the wrong house. The address on the package is for a house just a block over, so we're waiting for UPS to pick up the package and deliver it to the right house. But Sean, why wouldn't you be a decent person and just take the package to your neighbor? Or better yet, you have teenage sons, send one of them. That's the perk of having teenagers, free menial labor. The answer is because we're black and it extreme, it's extremely unsafe to send our boys to the home of any family that we don't know in this predominantly white neighborhood. Why? Because there's a realistic chance that one of my neighbors will see my boy as a threat and call the police or even pull a gun. And if you think I'm being ridiculous or paranoid, Google Brennan Walker, a 14-year-old black boy who earlier this month missed the bus and tried to walk to school. He got lost and approached a house to ask for directions. The owners of this home were convinced that this 14-year-old boy had come to kill them in broad daylight, causing the husband to pull out his gun and open fire on the fleeing boy. That is why this package will be sitting on my porch until UPS retrieves it, because I can't trust that my white neighbors won't see me, a Harvard-educated lawyer, or my 14-year-old honor student son, 
as a roaming homicidal maniac. This is what it's like to be black in post-racial America. Good morning. What you are seeing behind me over here is our church's story walk. This story walk leads you from the southwest corner of the church all the way back through the garden over to the playground. So after church, if you want to go check it out, you can see this story that we are about to read today. This is my favorite Halloween story, and I think it has a lot in common with our Unitarian Universalist beliefs and the values we hold at this church. So I hope you will enjoy it, and I hope you will say whoosh along with me every time I say it. Room on the Room by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler. The witch had a cat and a hat that was black and long ginger hair in a braid down her back. How the cat purred and how the witch grinned as they sat on their broomstick and flew through the wind. But how the witch wailed and how the cat spat when the wind blew so wildly, it blew off her hat. Down, cried the witch, and they flew to the ground. They searched for the hat, but no hat could be found. Then out of the bushes, on thundering paws, there bounded a dog with the hat in his jaws. He dropped it politely, then eagerly said, as the witch pulled the hat firmly down on her head, I am a dog, as keen as can be. Is there room on the broom for a dog like me? Yes, cried the witch, and the dog clambered on. The witch tapped the broomstick and, say it with me, whoosh, they were gone. Over the fields and the forests they flew. The dog wagged his tail and the stormy wind blew. The witch laughed out loud and held on to her hat, but away blew the bow from her braid, just like that. Down, cried the witch, and they flew to the ground. They searched for the bow, but no bow could be found. Then out from a tree, with an ear-splitting shriek, there flapped a green bird with the bow in her beak. She dropped it politely and bent her head low, then said, as the witch tied her braid in the bow, I am a bird, as green as can be. Is there room on the broom for a bird like me? Yes, cried the witch, so the bird fluttered on. The witch tapped the broomstick and whoosh, they were gone. Over the reeds and the rivers they flew. The bird shrieked with glee and the stormy wind blew. They shot through the sky to the back of beyond. The witch clutched her bow, but let go of her wand. Down, cried the witch, and they flew to the ground. They searched for the wand but no wand could be found. Then all of a sudden, from out of a pond, leaped a dripping wet frog with a dripping wet wand. He dropped it politely, then said with a croak, as the witch dried the wand in a fold of her cloak, I am a frog, as clean as can be. Is there room on the broom for a frog like me? Yes, said the witch. So the frog bounded on. The witch tapped the broomstick and whoosh, they were gone. Over the moors and the mountains they flew. The frog 
jumped for joy, and the broom snapped in two. Down fell the cat and the dog and the frog. Down they went tumbling into a bog. The witch's half broomstick flew into a cloud, and the witch heard a roar that was scary and loud. I am a dragon, as mean as can be, and witch with french fries tastes delicious to me. No, cried the witch, flying higher and higher. The dragon flew after her, breathing out fire. Help, cried the witch, flying down to the ground. She looked all around, but no help could be found. The dragon drew near with a glint in his eyes and said, Just this once, I'll have witch without fries. But just as he planned to begin on his feast, from out of a ditch rose a horrible beast. It was tall, dark, and sticky, and feathered, and furred. It had four frightful heads. It had wings like a bird. And its terrible voice, when it started to speak, was a yowl, and a growl, and a croak, and a shriek. It dripped and it squelched as it strode from the ditch, and it said to the dragon, Buzz off! That's my witch! The dragon drew back, and he started to shake. Oh, I'm sorry, he spluttered. Oh, I made a mistake. It's nice to have met you, but now I must fly. And he spread out his wings and was off through the sky. Then down flew the bird, and down jumped the frog, down climbed the cat, and phew, said the dog, and thank you, oh thank you, the grateful witch cried. Without you, I'd be in that dragon's inside. Then she filled up her cauldron and said with a grin, find something, everyone, throw something in. So the frog found a lily, the cat found a cone, the bird found a twig, and the dog found a bone. They threw them all in, and the witch stirred them well. And while she was stirring, she muttered a spell. Iggity, ziggity, zaggity, zoom. Then out rose a truly magnificent broom with seats for the witch and the cat and the dog, a nest for the bird and a pool for the frog. Yes, cried the witch, and they all clambered on. The witch tapped the broomstick, and whoosh, they were gone.
a reading by Byron Ballard, a North Carolina teacher, folklorist, and author, is a prayer for the dead. You have come to the end of this pathway in a journey to which we bear witness. You have come to the end of a pathway that is barred with a gate and a door. May this door open swiftly and silently. May this gate give you a moment's grace in which to rest your spirit before you venture through. We stand here with you as your companions, as your family, for you are beloved. But for now, we must remain here. We cannot go with you to this old land. Not yet. For you will see the ancestors. You will see the beloved dead. You will walk among the divine beings that guide and nurture us all. You go to dwell in the lands of summer and of apples, where we dance forever youthful, forever free. We can hear the music in the mist, the drums that echo our sad hearts. We can see your bright eyes and your smile. And so we open the gate. We push back the door. We hold the gate open. We glance through the doorway and with love and grief and wonder, we watch you walk through. Hail the traveler, all those remembered in love, in honor. Live on. Farewell, O best loved, O fairest. Farewell. Now let there be a time of meditation and prayer where we think of our ancestors, biological and chosen, where we think of those beloved dead. And I will say the name of Lynn Xavier, who died this week from lung cancer. You're welcome to say the names of your dead out loud if you would like to bring them into the room. As we continue in an attitude of meditation, you are invited to light candles either now or any time during the rest of the service so that not too many of us bunch up at the candles. Candles of joy or sorrow, hope, remembrance, or determination. May we find wisdom in the silence. I'm going to start this sermon by reading you a piece that I wrote 
um, I think it's in a book called, did I say that out loud? I remember boo at the UU, cool night, velvet dark, pushing your way through spider webs to get through the front door of the church, you're greeted by comfortingly scary witches and pirates, wizards, cats, and monsters of all shapes and sizes. The big room is filled with fishing games, a spinning game, letting you take your chances on gains or losses. And the basement becomes the tunnel of terror. I have no idea what's down there because just the name gives me the heebie-jeebies. The psychic surgery room and the fortune teller and the spells and potions are down the hall in the classrooms. Most years I was the fortune teller because my aunt, the Episcopal priest psychiatrist, taught me to read palms and tarot cards when I was a teenager. One year, though, I was put in charge of the spells and potions. I gathered my materials, Amazon rainwater, rainbow juice, liquid sunlight, herbal teas in various colors, wizard spit, honey water, dragon's blood, eyes of newt, sprinkles, vampire blood, chocolate syrup, alchemist's gold, caramel syrup, and various shades of powdered jello and pop rocks that would make a potion bubble and fizz. I was dressed up, all my materials were laid out, I had helpers dressed as wizards, and we were ready. The doors opened and parents and kids came in asking for potions. What do you want it for? I asked. Usually it took them a long time to answer that and I was mystified as to why someone would come in to ask for a potion when they didn't know what, it, what they wanted it for. Did they simply crave a passing experience? A sweet drink? This was magic we were talking about. It should be taken seriously. They rose to the occasion. I went to a liquid sunlight tea as I spoke. After giving it the final stir with a tiny wand, coffee stirrer, I handed it to one of the wizards who muttered over it for a moment and then delivered it with a flourish to the child. I want to be a fairy princess. I have Newt, Bat Drops, Alchemist's Gold, and Fizzy Pop Rocks and Wizard's Bit. Ew, she said, but drank it down. <laughs> One dad said, I want courage. Well, what would you have done? Dragon's Blood with Jello and Pop Rocks. It was awful looking. He drank it down. I think he already had courage. <laughs> People complained about how awful some of the potions tasted. What do you want? I asked with what I hoped was charm. Cheap grace? Pretty magic? If you want something badly enough, you may have to do something scary or drink something yucky. Sometimes you get liquid sunlight with sprinkles, but other times it's V8 with blue jello and pop rocks. <laughs> what happened next was that I was never asked to do the potions. <laughs> again the next year all the potions tasted good and people didn't even have to pony up with what they wanted to have happen in their lives this makes me think of people who describe mother nature as sweet and nurturing taking care of all the little creatures with a warm cinnamon scented hand 
or those who say they just knew there had to be a God when they saw the dolphin swimming at sunset. I don't know how ignoring the tough side of nature will help a person through the things church is supposed to help with, or how a dolphin swimming at sunset faith will sustain a person through the rough changes that get slung into his or her life like ninja throwing stars. Maybe I went too far with the V8 and Pop Rocks. Usually, I'm a very nice minister, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I pretended that our faith wasn't demanding, that the right relationship was easy, or that facing change is a pleasant walk on the beach. Growing asks a lot of us. It takes courage, determination, spiritual practice, strong partnership, and the knowledge that life can be difficult even when you're doing exactly the right thing. Various potions have helped along the way. Love mixed with patience, effort, longing, and peace. Liquid sunlight, green jello, lizard tongue, and wizard's. So, in our story, for all ages, there was room on a broom for everyone. But after the incident with the dragon when everyone had pulled together to do something hard that community got stronger and the broom turned into some magical magical element where there was a good place for everybody not everybody would want to sit in a pond but the frog did not everybody would want to sit in a pokey nest but the bird did and I think that's how community grows, when you can make room on the broom of the church for everybody. Because we have such a mixture of folks in some way, uh, gay people and straight people. We've got cis people and trans people. We've got astrologers and astronomers. And they might even sit next to each other in the pew. We have to make room for everybody. And one of the ways that you make room for people is not with the golden rule. What's the golden rule? It's I do unto you as I would have you do unto me. But a better rule is the platinum rule. Which is I do unto you as you would have me do unto you. Know what I mean? Because sometimes what I want and need is not what you want and need. You might live with somebody who likes to be hovered over when they're sick. Or you might live with somebody who likes to be left alone when they're sick. And if you're a person who likes to be hovered over and you're with a person who likes to be left alone, if you hover over them, they're going to get nothing but annoyed. So you give to them what they would have you give to them. Norman Vincent Peale, the great positive thinker, said... I like strawberries and cream, but when I'm fishing, I'm not going to give strawberries to the fish because that's not what they want. I'm not baiting my hook with strawberries. I like them, but the fish don't like them. So that in a church community, we try to make a place where people can feel like they belong. But that feeling is not the same for everybody. And this is what makes it complicated and difficult and this is what makes it take love and compassion and attention and communication. Because sometimes 
you're just not going to know what's going to make a person feel like they belong. A good start is just to smile and say, welcome. That's a good, simple bottom line. Almost nobody doesn't like that. But some people are really shy. And so when someone is a little too friendly, they might just feel run over with friendliness. Or sometimes people can take all the friendliness you've got. Some people who are introverts want to hire someone to talk for them during coffee hour. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, could you just stand right here next to me and chit-chat with all these people? Because chit-chat is something I don't know the rules of. And so how do you help everyone feel like they belong? Sometimes you just have to say, what helps you feel like you belong in a place? Is it when somebody remembers your name? Or is it when somebody remembers that you like your coffee black? And everybody can feel like they belong when we pay attention. We're going to make mistakes. So if somebody makes a mistake with you and does something that makes you feel not welcome, please stick in here with us. Because... It's really important to us that people belong here and that there's room on this church's broom for everybody, even the frogs. Please join me in our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Please sing softly with me if you care to. This is a chant for Halloween. It goes hoof and horn, hoof and horn. All that dies shall be reborn. Corn and grain, corn and grain. All that falls will rise again. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that dies shall be reborn. Corn and grain, corn and grain, all that falls shall rise again. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that dies shall be reborn. Corn and grain, corn and grain, all that falls shall rise again. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn, all that dies shall be reborn corn and grain corn and grain all that falls shall rise again go in peace and you're invited to the Halloween party in the courtyard this is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin for more information go to our website at austinuu.org